Hello, hello. Welcome into Game Aesthetic episode 115, final episode of 2022. It is December 31st. We're going to end the year in beautiful fashion with ranking our top 10 games of this previous year. This year had a lot of great games come out, and we're going to be ranking them. We uh, we sat down, we made a nice little list. Spoiler alert, Elden Ring is not on that list because uh, none of us played it. Maybe one day one of us will play the game. It'd probably be me out of everyone here. I would probably be the one to play it, but yes, Elden Ring did not make this list, so you can probably guess what's at the top. But anyway, I got the boys here with me to break down this list. Zach and John, how are we feeling? I'm doing good. <laughs> actually, sort of okay with doing this. Sort of. Okay with doing not. a list for once. No, actually, no, I don't think I am. <laughs> He's never okay with doing a list. <laughs> he hates lists. Other than that, how are you feeling? How's it going? It's going good. Can't complain. We're yeah. here. Yeah. Again. Every week. No, not every week. Every week. Not every week. Pretty much every week. No, there you go. John, how are you? I'm, for the most part, I'm doing okay until I... I you, you were asking if we had looked at the at the list yet, and I looked at it, and then it was really <laughs> bugging me that it goes from one to ten instead of ten to one. That is true. I didn't organize it the other it way. Was, I was, normally I, do it the other way. My bad. My went, bad. Oh man, that's gonna throw me off. I'm sorry. I do normally organize it the other way. <laughs> you I do? Probably, yeah, I normally do. Yeah, because I, I go with the script just completely in order, so you can just scroll down the whole thing. I've never fucking noticed. Yeah, I, I usually do it the way that he said. It. That's my fault. But either way. Final episode of the year. Uh, tomorrow will be our year-end video coming out. Uh, looking forward to that one being released. A lot of information coming across the board for every show and the brand especially. Uh, you know, A lot of stuff in that video, so if you could, make sure to check that out. We'd appreciate it. As well as uh, dropping a like on this uh, live stream, subscribing to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend, check out our Agent Inc. store. Link down in the description below as well as check out some Rogue Energy, join the Discord, everything that's down in the description below. We would definitely appreciate it. There's a lot of cool stuff coming in 2023 i'm very excited for 2023 you know just going through that video that I, I went through today and uh you know doing the editing process and just really continuing to set on everything that's like all right yeah this is all the goals that we have for the year i i genuinely feel like every goal that i had set up like i think we can i think we can crush every goal especially when you look at what we accomplished in 2022 across the board Across the board, 2022 was absolutely an insane year for us. There was so much that we accomplished. I don't know what's happening between them. Going to leave that one alone. But yeah, 2022 was awesome. So, And I, I break down that in tomorrow's video as well. So I would definitely appreciate it. checking out that video. Uh, go ahead and start turning down the music now. Uh, so for today's episode, like I said, top 10 games of 2022. Uh, we got some honorable mentions as well. Uh, and then once we're wrapped up with those top 10 games, we will just kind of chat about a couple other things that we've been up to. John picked back new up New World recently, so you can chat about that if he wants. I picked up Ancestors, uh, the Humankind Odyssey, very randomly. I've had my eye on this game for a while, <coughs> and just out of the blue, I finally bought it when it was on sale. I'm going to chat about it because I'm having a really, really fun time. And then various things in the weekly wrap-up. So, uh, But boys, how are we feeling? We ready to jump into stuff? You got anything you want to shout out real quick before we get into the list? I'm just going to say leading off. I'm going to apologize from the start. I'll be coughing this whole way through oh, for the yeah. most part. No, me too. You know, I had the flu recently, and all I got left is that this damn cough. Yeah, mine's mostly gone. Yeah. But it it's still sticking around. Dude, I feel you. Like, if, if you get like if you get me to laughing, I'm, it's just going to be like half a second of laugh, and then the rest is just me violently coughing. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a time, because that's how it was with ATFS. <laughs> Anytime I would laugh, it would just be, you'd just see me immediately just, oh, I'd start just dying over to the side, you know, trying not to just completely suffocate over here. But no, I feel you. It's going to be me and John both just going to be coughing throughout this episode. But anyway, 
Uh, Zach, you got anything you want to shout out before we get started? <coughs> Go through this wonderful top ten list. I got a hold of a Genesis and a Dreamcast. Oh, nice, nice. Now so I just, so just got to find fucking chords for the Dreamcast. Yeah, so you got I a Dreamcast that you can use <coughs> your keyboard for. Yes. <laughs> and it also has one of those the weird-ass Dreamcast accessories. I don't remember which one, but I, I got a hold of it and looked at it and went, well, this is a Dreamcast eccentric. What, what, what is it? What's, what's it for? <sighs> I honestly can't remember because I literally looked at it and went, oh, Dreamcast accessory. I'm never going to fucking use this. <laughs> How'd you get a Dreamcast and don't have the cables for it? That's actually a good question. So my brother-in-law, apparently, he I mentioned at some point that I was going to get a hold of him at some point, <coughs> and he had both a Dreamcast and a Genesis. And has all everything for the Genesis controllers, a game, the cords for it. But for the Dreamcast, he only had the controllers, a memory card, and the console, but none of the cords. Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't think I have a spare set. <laughs> I've to start. Yeah, I mean, I have a idea of where I can get a hold of the cords for the Dreamcast. It's just gonna be a slight hunt down. Yeah, yeah. I may end up just having to buy a Dreamcast anyways. Oh, okay. All right. Well. At least you got one, though. Yeah. You can pair with your keyboard. Yeah, I can play, <laughs> shout, ti- shout I can play Typing in the Dead. <laughs> shout out to the Dreamcast uh, officially licensed keyboard that he has. <laughs> he showed that off on a previous episode. Yeah. I don't I don't remember which one, but yeah, shout out to that, though. Uh, anyway, um, let's go ahead and jump into the list. Uh, so we'll kick things. Yeah, I actually, I got to say, I actually really like this list. So the way that we built it is that each of us... Uh, each Disclaimer, of- which we still haven't... It's- our top ten. Yeah, yes. This is our top ten list. Yes. Which is Several of these games you're not going to see on anyone else's top ten. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Some of these I've actually seen a couple of them, especially what we're leading off with ten. But no, this is our top ten. And when it came to building this list, I, I'm actually a big fan of this list because like the way we did it is that each of us locked in one game for sure. Each of us had one pick that was going to be on this list. And then after that, we just kind of compiled a list of our favorite games and just kind of went from there of what we believed should 100% be on here. And we this is ranked. You know, we've done previous lists before where it was just a list to be a list, you yeah. know, like our 50 games that you need to play. That was just a list to be a list. But this is actually ranked similar to when we did the consoles. So I, I am actually a fan of this list because it's got some you know notable like AAA titles, but it also has a lot of more unique titles on the list, yeah. including what's leading off with well, number 10. We will also be the only top 10 list that you mentioned earlier that will not feature Elden Ring. That is true, <laughs> which, shout out, I just saw before we started that Elden Ring has now passed over 200 Game of the Year awards. Or Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Also true. We did not play that one either. Just it's not our thing. You yeah. think one of us will ever play Xenoblade? I have played a little bit of. I feel Xenoblade like John the best bet. Definitive edition, and I've played a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles too. You know what's funny? I never touched either of those, but I almost bought a prequel series, Xeno Gears, on the PlayStation One. Mm. I will say, to my understanding, you could actually play Xenoblade Three and be fine. You don't need to play one or two. From so, my understanding, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like out of everyone here, you would be the most likely one to play Xenoblade. 
especially considering like not only do you not have to have the knowledge of one and two, it is helpful, but you don't have to. Apparently, like just two, I mean, three is just like so much better gameplay wise than the other two. I, I didn't know this, but apparently two was a disaster when it came out. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I didn't know that, but I feel like you would be the one to play Xenoblade. Two was also up in arms because on the Western release, they didn't have the friggin' boob slider that people were mad about. Steve's put something in the chat. He said, uh, Zach, check out Discord in game chat. I got you, BB. Apparently, post something for you. Let's see what it is. Is it Dreamcast related? Is it going to be toxic? Is it Dreamcast <laughs> related, I guess? It is Dreamcast <laughs> related. There you go. Oh, cool. Yeah. There you go. But There's the AV cable now. I just need the power cable. Yeah. Hey, it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, shout out to Steve in chat. Um, but yeah, no Xenoblade on this list. No Splatoon 3. And I have played it. I just didn't think it would make the list, though. That was my personal opinion. And then, of course, no Ellen Ring. And no Battle League. Yeah, no Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, one thing that we toyed with when we were making this list is doing, like, a wider version of this idea where it's like our own game awards thing i i will say that's going to happen eventually you know what i mean if it's not like tw this the, you know the end of 2023 another year it will happen eventually where we will basically do our own game awards and with if we were going to do it this year one of the one of the rankings that i was going to throw out there was like top five biggest disappointments battle league was going to be probably number one alex up front See, the problem with that this year was when we started compiling our list yep we didn't play a ton of games this year. <laughs> yeah, looking back on it. We don't have a production budget. I know, but we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> we have a nice studio that we can make something work with. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I can hold a card up. Yeah, yeah. See, we, John, John's got us. <laughs> so maybe this year we'll actually do like our own version of a Game Awards where we do more than just the top 10. Top 10 games is here to stay. That's going to be every year. I mean, this will probably be a better year because even just, I mean, we're already getting games coming in a week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this year already has more games that we're all excited about than this past year did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This past year had, like, a handful of games. Yeah. This one already had, like, we have a handful of games in the first quarter. Yeah. I was about to say, because, like, next week alone, uh, there's a game releasing on the 6th that I forgot about that I was slightly interested in. Mm. And then a week from that, One Piece Odyssey and True. friggin' Fire Emblem. Yeah. Fire Emblem's right in 20 days, so yep. really excited for that. And, you know, uh, that was actually one thing I, I, I chat about in that year-end video, and I'll go ahead and chat about it now, that this year, out of, like, all three of our shows, right, I feel like this year, GameStedic could potentially have the biggest year because of how many games is coming out <coughs> that we're going to plan to play. And one thing that I plan to do is get back to um, just like the clips that we used to do, but specifically for game reviews. So our game reviews are better archived. You know what I mean? So you can easily go and check out X review of X game very easily because that's one thing that we just got away from. Uh, and it's something I want to get back on track with this year. So this year could be a huge year for this show, and it's really exciting. We're going to chat about that next week, though. Next week, we're going to look at all the games coming out for this upcoming year, kind of give our most anticipated and stuff like that, plus whatever else kind of comes out we want to chat about. But anyway, let's get into the list. Uh, kicking things off with number 10. That's you, Zach. I mean, yeah, but it's more entertaining this way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to the audio format, I'm sorry. You should know by now. Um, so number 10 we have as Dust Falls, which was a... I can't remember the studio, but more or less it was an Xbox Game Studios thing. Uh, it was on Game Pass. It's still on Game Pass if you want to go play it. And it is a narrative-driven 
choose your own adventure game. Um, it's very unique art style and very interesting story and just an insanely branching story at that. Like there is a lot of branches based in the game to really change up the story. Um, characters were, are interesting in it. The dialogue is actually very well done, uh, the choices and everything. And the real big th- kicker for me, it's why I push for this one to be at 10, is that it actually has two parts. It has the first half of the, the story involving the whole incident and everything with our characters. Then it actually skips like a decade after those events. So all the, your choice you made during that first half, regardless of all the effects they had during the first half, you didn't get to see all the other aftermath effects, branching butterfly effects stuff 10 years later and play through an entire another second part following characters from the first part, plus a couple other ones who grown up in that decade of time and what they experienced based on how things went. <coughs> and overall, just fantastically narrative game. I suggest anyone who has Game Pass to pay it up and try it. It's... It's an easy, you can fully play, do a single playthrough in either a day or two sessions, depending on how much time you have. So Yeah, and As Dusk Falls is one of, in my opinion, one of those prime examples of don't knock it till you play it. Because when it was re- revealed, there was a lot of like criticism about the game with how the, the uh, art style approach. I was actually okay with it because I like the unique art style. Yeah, like I mean, it, I don't think it's bad, but that was a lot of complaints at you know uh, the Xbox showcase over the summer. It's like, oh, this game just looks weird. It looks bad, but it's one. But this is one of those games like don't knock <coughs> it till you play it because of how strongly narrative focused it is. Um, so you know, shout out to the Ask Dust Falls making it on this list at number ten. Coming in at number nine. Yeah, so number nine, we got... Uh, I don't know if this is going to be on many people's list. I haven't looked at many people's list, mm. but we have uh, we got multiverses popping in here as uh, probably the best platform fighter that's come out in the past few years. Easily. Because there's been, a, there's been a few of these kind of offshoot ones that come out and that people get excited over. But Multiverses is, in my opinion, has been the best one. Uh, so it's gotten, I mean, right after it came out, it was getting a lot of community support behind oh, it. Yeah. Tournaments were popping up for it. It's like characters have been coming out steadily for it. And the the game itself is just fantastic. I know Zach's played a lot more than I have, but even even from what I've played, I mean, it, it was very clearly a, like one of the more polished not even just like platform fighters, but fighters, just like fighting games in general, uh, that I had, I was having a ton of fun with while I was playing it. I mean, I really enjoyed it this year. As you said, it is definitely one of the better platformer fighters that came out. And just one of the big things with it, which really helped stand it out is just every character, regardless of just them being unique and just (coughs) that they're the WB, um, licensed characters and whatnot is, they went out of the way to actually make references from online, which was a nice touch, but made each of the characters' abilities and skills and all like fill in character. Even though some <coughs> of us dreaded fucking Bugs Bunny's de- <laughs> doomsday rockets, he could just friggin' summon everywhere. And then each character they released after the initial roster was also, each felt very unique gameplay-wise and made for interesting uh, meta changes like, Gizmo was one of the last ones I really messed with. And his whole thing is he he jumps on someone's back and just sits on arrow, 
arrow. <laughs> and just asking for support is literally as a little creature on somebody on your ally's shoulder. Right. And the other aspect of it is just that it was initially a main focus of two versus two platform fighter versus free for all or one v one, which yeah. was a nice touch. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to mention as well is the focus of the game being on two v two as opposed to every other fighting game that comes out pretty much unless it's a special case mm -hmm. or, and every single other uh, or pretty much every single other platform fighter is all based around free-for-all, 1v1, something of that sort and characters being specifically designed with 2v2 in mind with like characters more around helping their ally as opposed to just being designed to go in and fight by themselves. Beat the crap out of everyone. And the other cho interesting choice that they chose was having a no shield in the game, and it's just all dodge-based. Yeah, yeah, that was the other unique aspect of it, because going into a fighting game and not having like a, a shield block, block function is a, a very interesting concept, because it kind of goes against everything that fighting games are kind of built around. Which was sort of one of the things that attracted me because of that. It made the game and fighting more fluid and more mobile because since you can't block and, and which causes you to stop, you're just always moving pretty much. Yeah. So overall, yeah. very very good fighting platformer. If you still haven't played it, it's free Yeah. on literally everything. Yeah. And on, like Zach said, with it being without the block and it being a much more mobile game, it's it turns it into a much more aggressive game. Yes. So it's like, as opposed to when you get to high level of some fighting games, or even when you kind of just get out of the introductory level, they kind of slow down a bit. Multiverse is just nonstop go forward at all times. Just balls to the wall. Pretty much. And when it comes to it as well, one important thing to know that, you know, you guys already kind of touched on it, that um, it's one of the better platformers come out in the last few years like that's been a constant trend is that we see these different platform fighters come out and just ultimately fail in some capacity and you know uh, like a lot of people really wanted that nickelodeon one to really just be an absolute hit yeah. and i mean it has its following it absolutely a, it did all right but you know multiverses is really like that platform fighter especially in the sense of it of it being like you know this whole cross you know franchise thing this is like the the really the only platform fighter to really stand on its two feet alongside like smash for example yes. you know because smash obviously runs that and brawlhalla yeah and brawlhalla as well so anyway uh coming in at number eight we have the mortary assistant uh so this is one that came out over the summer and i had picked it up and i've never really been into horror games and this after I played this, I just went down a rabbit hole of horror games. And now there's other horror games coming out that I'm looking forward to. And this game, it, it's an indie game, but it is so beautifully made because of the amount of content that they put into the game and they're still putting into the game of just different scenarios that can happen while playing. So the general vibe of the game is that you are working in a mortary and you're basically trying to go through three different bodies and trying not to get possessed and trying to figure out what demon is trying to possess you by various clues of, you know, different signs will pop up around the mortary that you can find with, you know, sigils, seals and stuff, you know, and then also once you kind of narrow down which of like, I think it's like 24 demon choices that you have to kind of figure out who is the demon fuck with you for the night is... Wait, there's 24 demons in it? 
Yes, because there's a catalog that you go through. Dang, okay. Yeah, because the dude that runs the mortuary, he's been he's been dealing with this for like 50 plus years. So he's just like had this huge, you know, basically directory that he has of everything that he's been through and everything that he's done and just all this research that he did. And, you, you know, as the signs pop up, you can piece together, okay, it's this demon. Okay, tonight it's this demon. But then after that, you need to figure out which of the three bodies is the body in question burn the body so you don't get possessed if you fail then you do get possessed and there's like multiple endings to the game there's so many different um like hallucination scenarios that you can explore throughout the night that the demon will put on you where you maybe you know walk down a hallway and all of a sudden now the entry uh, room of the mortuary is now like um, you know like an old apartment your mother is dead on the ground from an, from an overdose and you're basically getting flashbacks of your past there are other scenarios of where you get like walk into like the bathroom and you get pulled into the floor and you're having now a hallucination of when your dad died and there's just so many different things that can happen throughout the game and the one thing that's really unique about it is all these different events that take place there are so many of them that are still so very rare where it's like, it's so cool to see it happen. Like one of my favorite ones that I've seen. And it's one of my favorites because of how cool and unique it was at the time. But it's also like, okay, while that's super cool and super creepy, eh, you made this round very easy. You know who, you know who the body is, right? Is, you know, I pulled the body out, you know, and I, I'm sitting there going through the first part where you're having to check for all the marks on the body and, you know, you move the head side to side, right? And the eyes were following me. Like, as I moved it, the eyes were still watching me. I'm like, okay, so I know this is the body. That's really still cool, though, because it's just so freaking creepy. And there's different things that can happen with the body as well. Where it's like, all right, you finish doing this, and you turn around to go get the next thing, and you turn back around because you hear creaking, and you just see the body just start folding up in like a pretzel on the table. Like, there's just so many different things that happen throughout the game that's super cool. There are... Um, multiple endings that you can figure out as well as figure out more on like the backstory of the dude who runs the mortuary. Cause I mean, like, I mean, the dude literally has a possessed demon down in his basement that you can go through a long roundabout way to unlock to end up getting down there and you get to talk to him and everything. And it's just a very fascinating game. They're even making a movie out of it now, which shout out to that. That's super cool. Uh, they're adding more bodies to the game. Originally there was only three. Then they added like, I think an old lady and someone else, another, another body was added as well, but they're continuing to put out oh, more. different body types, different body types. So not yeah. like going from like three nights to suddenly, Oh, now there's eight bodies you got to go through. Good luck. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's as for now, it's sticking with just the three, but there's adding different body types to cycle through every night. And there's so many different ways to try to immediately deduct which body is the one that's possessed. Like you just like when me and my girlfriend were playing, we'd walk in there at the start of the night to check out the bodies and we'd strictly judge it based off name before we even pull out the body. It's like that name is super unique. So I have a feeling that one's that's pretty sus. You know, you're just kind of reading through the different names. You pull out the body and it's just like, I don't know, this body looks looks a little weird in the eyes. I don't know if I trust this one. There's just so many different ways that you can try to deduct uh, to figure out which which of the bodies it is but i mean you can easily dump a good like you know probably 40 hours into the game just kind of going through doing multiple nights unlocking all the achievements and going through getting every single possible ending and outcome and everything i, I for an indie game it is very well made especially in the horror genre open the horror genre to me i'm really excited for the movie i'm excited for more content to come out really enjoyed this game quite so you're gonna play outlast trials with me uh, I'm I'm more likely to play it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 more likely to happen. I know John's not gonna play. No. It. 
But one day, John. One no. day. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming in at number seven. So at seven, I vote my one choice was Citizen Sleeper, which is another. I'm honestly not sure if it was in any studio or whatnot. I just happened to find it because, again, it's on Game Pass. Game Pass was my friend this year. <laughs> Game Pass was my demon this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> Game Pass was a lot of people's friends and demons this year. <laughs> so Citizen Sleeper isn't your traditional action <coughs> adventure and whatnot. It is strictly just a more or less move around and dialogue-based um, game. There is... I should take that back. It's more like uh, text-based RPGs because there is some stuff where like different statistics and w- or stats and whatnot you get based on things you do, money-wise, characters you get involved with, things like that. But overall, it is pretty much strictly narrative-based is the main thing. And just main synopsis is you're a robot that was more or less in a canister... Your production line was discontinued, but you became self-aware, and you made it to, um, it's been a while since the place, so I can't remember what the place is called. More or less, you end up on this more or less outland way station where there's outcasts and people who are trying to escape and whatnot ends up, and you more or less have to figure out how to survive because the company has a kill switch in you, and it, without certain energy and whatnot, you you're just going to shut down and die. So it's more or less your bot's um, story of interacting with the different people and whatnot there to get this thing deactivated, get away of life, living there, and do things. Because like it initially starts out with like this scrapper guy who's helping you out and gives you a job and whatnot. You help him out for a while. You get to more or less a choice to either you study this fragment of technology you came across on this ship you're scrapping, which you know you can help you to try and figure out how you need to survive and stay alive, or you can do your job and scrap and help them out and continue that, which, depending on what you cho- choose, either if you choose to keep doing your job, he's happy about it, helps you out, introduces you to someone else, giving you another job, or you get the information, you get a lead on what you need to do to get the kill switch out of you, and he kicks you to the curve. He's like, I do all this for you, and you're going to just do this shit to me? And so, and it just progresses like that, meeting, meeting new characters, interacting different things, just tons of different stuff from seeing the crime bosses to getting part of some secret investigation of the, of the darker side to it, meeting this single father and his daughter and helping him out and her, as well as just like um, even a bounty hunter shows up who's here to get your ass and either take you back to this <coughs> company or scrap you. So there's just, and each character is very interesting. Each one of their stories can go in different ways based on choices you make and things like that. But overall, very enjoyable, hard narrative story for anyone who enjoys narrative-based games. Highly suggested to anyone. Again, it's on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, you can go play it now. Game Pass makes things uh, very easy. Like I said, Game Pass is a lot of people's friend, or in John's case, people's demon. There's just so much stuff on there. Yeah, there is. You know, at least they do filter some things out you know, every once in a while, but the unfortunate part is every once in a while they'll filter out something. It's like, damn, I wish that could stay. Like, I hit you up. It's like, man, they got they were getting rid of Dragon Quest. Yep. I was, I was going to play that eventually. <laughs> and then John's just, like, you got you got like two weeks. So I'm just like, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> should have just played it, man. <laughs> I know. I should have. Now I gotta buy it at some point. I mean, it's 
it's pretty it, cheap. It's, it's it, on sale a lot too. Yeah, it's, it's on sale a decent amount, and I mean that. It, it's like a. Four there's not a lot of games that I say are worth it at full price, but that one's worth it at full price. Okay. All right. All right. Coming in at number six, we have Triangle Strategy. Possibly the first game that at least all of us somewhat played. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, me and you put like what, like twenty hours I, into it. That's still not bad. I didn't put twenty into it. You oh, didn't I, put twenty into oh, it. I put twenty into I it. I dropped it a little quicker than you guys. Okay. I put it like fifty. You know. Yeah. So that it, it's which is so funny because John and I were the ones that were really pumped for this game. I gave no fucks about and this John, game. Yeah, and Zach's just like, oh yeah, I'll pick it up, whatever. I mean, twenty hours is still a decent sampling size, but Zach actually beat it though. I mean, you really yeah, I actually it. did a full playthrough. Yeah. This game taught me one thing for this year. I wasn't ready for strategy games yet. <laughs> How so? I missed this. Well, it's just I was I was saving it for Digimon. Okay, yeah, fair enough. You're saving it for that, but anyway, triangle, strategy game. Anyway, triangle strategy though. I mean, overall, it was a very enjoyable stra- strategy game. Um, very much enjoyed the whole story base uh, choices, whatnot of the three paths you could take, and just how throughout the story. Made some different changes here and there, and was also the controller of what characters you recruited. Yep. And just sort of enjoyed that whole... I always enjoy games with large casts, especially strategy games. I just enjoy having large party groups and being able to in and out because... I agree. I agree to that. I'm one of those people... I don't usually have a full set team. I always switch people out as need be and whatever I feel like's better. Mm. Overall, just ended up enjoying the game as a whole. Um... In terms of combat and whatnot, it wasn't anything over the top for strategy. It was pretty fit, straightforward. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward, but it was. I did enjoy just overall, overall mechanics, how each worked, how each of the class types worked with throughout the game in terms of thing, and um, how they used elevation in the game. I am very much enjoyed for a yep. strategy game. And the big kicker of it all was just, again, just all the different paths you could take because. Yeah. From chapter to chapter, you usually have a choice of going one place or going some or another, and it changes the story you get. Like, one of the first choices you choose which of the other two countries to go to, and based on that, you unlock a new party member, and the other one's locked to you until you do your next playthrough. Um, and get to experience that, and the story changes slightly based on what your characters learn and everything. And as you progress through the chapters, it just goes from two choices to three choices, and just... It's spider webs out, allowing for very a lot of different endings. For my my one playthrough, I did finish. I did. I en- enjoy the ending, sorta. I was sort of mixed about it. I mean, I get where it went, but at the same time, I was like, "Fuck!" Right. Wish wish another route would have happened. Yeah, and um, yeah. Then the new game plus is very nice. It's literally just like, "All right, you got all that stuff. Okay, we're just gonna up everything's level. So keep going." Basically. And then it shows you based what choices, which path you'll go based on choices as well. So everything's lit up and makes it much easier to follow a certain path if you miss certain characters. And somehow it's supposed to show you what characters you're missing from the roster, but I never got that to work. Hmm, okay. 
One, I mean, one of my favorite things about the game was the choices. You know, I'm a big fan of games with choices, but the way they went about it, I thought was really interesting. Of where like you have your core cat, your core cast. And that was you, a nightmare. Sometimes. And you essentially, yeah, from the little I did, you know, the 20 hours I did, the few times that I had to do it, it was. But you essentially had to make a vote on what you wanted to do and pers- try to, depending on what you wanted to happen, you had to try to persuade others into said vote. Because like right when the voting process starts with the scales, you know, some characters are already kind of like set on wanting to do this. You know, you have characters that may be neutral and then you have to try to persuade one way or the other on how you want to handle it. And then it gets even worse when you have three choices. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's in the beginning, it's very simple to get whatever choice you want. But as you progress and whatnot, you can very easily go down a choice that you wanted nothing to do with. Yeah. And just because how the game works with New Game Plus is just like all in all because... You get different choices to help convince people based on what information you have. And at times, you can't always get the information you need to convince somebody unless you go through a different route. Yeah. Because all the information you have, you get to keep for the next playthrough to help you out. But because there were so choices that I didn't get to do and which was impossible to get on a first playthrough just because I didn't have some sort of knowledge to be able to convince a character to switch their choice. Right. Because there was one scales thing i did like five times to try and get my choice never happened did not happen <laughs> i was like well i guess i'm stuck i guess i'm fucking doing this even though i don't want to thanks guys yeah <laughs> no triangle strategy you know that is a you know obviously it's a you know a pixel uh tactics tactics game but uh you know it, it, it was received unbelievably well on switch and if you've got a switch which obviously a lot of people do uh, we definitely recommend picking this one up because I think this is one of those ones that even though I didn't complete it, uh, I still enjoyed the 20 hours I played and I do want to go back to it eventually. Um, you know, I th- like what John just said about, you know, don't recommend a lot of games at full price with Dragon. This is a game that I personally recommend at full price if you're into tactics games. I'm going to be honest. It's probably on sale right now. It uh, probably it, is. It is. Yeah, there you go. Because ironically... I was the one that was probably the most excited yeah, you for the were. game, and I played the absolute least of it by far. Yep. Uh, but that's I think it's partially just timing of it. Right. It it came out, and like I was looking forward to it, and just wasn't ready to play like a tactics game mm. at that like at that time. Because I, I don't remember what I was coming off at that point. But I was, you, that was still Lost Ark time. Probably it was probably yeah. around that time, but that was yeah. just. Nothing got done during that time. Yeah, just nothing but Lost Ark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's one of those where like I haven't thought about it a lot, but I was telling uh, these guys right before we started, I was looking through. I almost I almost went back and started playing it uh, a couple days ago because mm-hmm. I was just looking. I was really just browsing Steam, looking through looking through games to play, and I was like, trying to go strategy. I should actually go back and actually play the game now. Because it's like I only I only made it like six or so hours in, mm. which that game starts off a little slow. So yeah, it does. Six, so yeah, six hours is not that far. No, no, it's not. The game does have a slow start, but once you get going, you get going. And I mean, I, shit starts rolling. I think that was part of my issue at the time, too. Was I was I, it was kind of during the Lost Ark phase, and then I was I was wanting to just get in and go, and it wasn't letting me just go. Right. See, my favorite thing about playing Triangle Strategy, I did manage to choose the path, which is like one of the first people you fight is a bandit leader and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing I thought whenever I, I got that first fight, I was like, I want them. <laughs> and I managed to get on the path where I got the daughter. 
The old man couldn't fight because he threw his back out. I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah. But I got the daughter. <laughs> you got the daughter. <laughs> Too bad the dude threw his back out. <laughs> well, he decided to fight us, and we kicked his ass, and he threw his back during our fight. So, <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even though John didn't really get a lot of time into this game and wasn't really ready for this tactics game. there the was tactics another game he did play this year. Coming in at number five. Number five is uh, my my uh, inclusion into this list that I was adamant. I, I was pretty sure it was probably going to be on the list anyway. Yeah. I was going to fight for it to be on the list anyway, but uh, Digimon Survive is making its way in, which a lot of people didn't... A lot of people weren't as excited for it because of the uh, visual novel aspect yeah. of it. A lot of people didn't realize they needed a visual novel this year. Yeah, I don't. I still don't understand how people didn't immediately see that once we started seeing trailers for it. It was uh, like the first trailer we actual trailer we got for it. I went, "Oh, it's a visual novel." Okay, but uh, Digimon Survive, kind of in the same way as Triangle Strategy. First few chapters of it are a little slow. But Very the, slow and handholdy. The but. difference between it is, like, I gravitated more towards some of the characters and the initial story that was happening a lot sooner than I did for, like, it grabbed me quicker than Triangle Strategy did. Because uh, just a quick rundown of what's going on in the game. It is a visual novel slash tactics game uh, where... It's visual novel for 90% of it. And then 10% of it, anytime you're doing a battle or anything, it turns into kind of a tactics uh, tactics battle system. And uh, the story of it is along the lines of you're, you go on a class trip to visit, like travel around and uh, you're at this school and you're going to visit the shrine like landslides and stuff are happening and you kind of lose track of some people go look for them find your way to a shrine and then mysteriously you and this group other group of students are in in another world uh and then the majority of the story from that point is trying to find your way back and in the other world they they kind of meet their uh meet Digimon partners who are all kind of friendly to them and that, and then you work with them to, to try to find your way home and to stop, like stop this evil threat that's creating like this black mist that if the, if the mist catches up to you, it basically just takes you and you are gone. And which I like to shout a lot this year since Digimon Survive is John became a murderer in this game. Basically. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, Digimon and murder in the same sentence right now. Some of the characters that died, you cannot save in the first playthrough. No, I'm not talking about those. He's the, talking about the other ones. The <laughs> other, the other characters. Some of them were a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> some, yeah. So in in Digimon Survive, there's uh, there's different endings to the game depending on which characters survive and which ones and which ones end up dying. Uh, and during the visual novel elements of it. Uh, you like you kind of explore around whatever zones you're in. You can do random battles and that. Uh, but then there's points in the game, like there's points in every chapter where you you kind of stop, and you get you basically get somewhere between. I think the lowest I had was five, and the most I had was 
12 or 14 actions that you can do uh, for the day. And the actions would be like go, going in, like an action would be, well, I'm going to go to this this room of the of the school that we're in and have a conversation with this person. And by doing that, you have the chance to raise your relationship level with them. Or if you pick the wrong option, lower it. And depending on how, depending on your relationships with them, if they're, uh, like, if you're really agreeable with them and they like you and that, then the story will have them kind of be more on your side or make, kind of have different decisions on it. And if you're, if your relationship isn't built up enough with some of these characters at certain points in the story, uh, they are going to die in various forms. Yeah, because the main thing to keep in mind with Digimon Survive is like, yeah, it's a Digimon game. You know, everyone that grew up with Digimon thinks of like a nice child game and everything, or a nice kid show, whatever. No, this game is also flirting with a horror game. I was like, going to say, yeah. Digimon, Digimon actually has a lot of more darker topics. Yeah. We just... Don't address it in like the early series of Digimon till season three. Yeah, this this game goes he- pretty Facts. heavy into the dark topics of it. Yeah, uh, because it's like there are some there, things there, even that was like uncomfortable to watch almost. Yeah, there's some characters in it that, while it can be annoying to try to deal with them in the like in the sense of the game, it's like the characters basically having a mental breakdown by the fact that suddenly they're in this other world monsters are trying to kill them or it's like the first thing that happens is monsters are trying to kill them in this world and then these other like monsters come up and try to be friendly with them and they are not handling it well and while other characters just kind of go with it they're like oh hey i got a new friend so it's it's kind of trying to balance out trying to spend your time uh like trying to bring some of these characters up while also trying to reel in the other characters that are try- that are happy to just go do whatever in this new world. Just having a good time. Yeah, but but yeah, it's, it's like some characters will be having a mental breakdown. It goes yeah, it goes into some kind of dark topics too. Yep. Uh but yeah, it it's like the later you get into it, it it culminates into like basically who you and whoever of the friends you have left at the end trying to con- basically go against the the dark lord of the of the Digimon world who's basically been overtaking it and kind of kind of letting the so-called evil Digimon do whatever they want and take and kill like kill other Digimon or go around and trying to kill anybody that shows up in the world. But, uh, and funny enough, the tactics battling part of it became much less of the worry for me as the game went on. Mm. Like, initially I was really excited for it, but by the time it got to the end of the game, I was like, I kind of had the feeling, I'm like, there's nothing that can really stop me in these battles at the point that I'm at, or at least it felt like that until you kind of get to the end and you get some somewhat challenging battles or at least more interesting concepts but there's just there's points that you hit especially when you get to the like mega forms where some of them are just ridiculously powerful so it it makes the it makes the battling part of it a little more trivial but the story is the story is what really kind of grabbed me the further and further it went into it 
I, I much less wanted to spend time doing the actual combat battling tactic side of it and wanted to go through the visual novel aspect of it, which was kind of the flip on the head that I wasn't expecting. But yeah, the, the story of the game is, especially the further you get into it, is definitely the high point. Yeah, the, the little bit that I played, I played probably like, I don't know, eight to ten hours of the game. And uh, I still plan to I still plan to finish it at some point. This is a long time Digimon fan. The story was definitely one of the higher points of the game because like the first like we already kind of mentioned the first um, like really couple hours of the game is slow and very handholdy. And it, I could see where it could turn people off, but once it gets going, yeah. bro, it gets going. Yeah, about the like f- once the it puts the pedal down, it's going. <laughs> the first three chapters are relatively slow, but the first three chapters go by. They take like somewhere around an hour and a half per chapter at that point to complete. Yeah. Uh, and those, it's like those can go by fairly slow. And, but it's like around that point is, is when it starts ramping up and the story just kind of goes because at that point it's, that's when it starts really kind of jumps into, uh, okay, we're going to be a little bit of a darker game here. Yeah. And then it, it just turns ne- it up. It just never. <laughs> And then it just, it's like, it has this, a little bit of a weird pacing thing in the mid, in the middle portions of the chapters where around chapter four, it kind of slams on the gas and you just ride it for three, four chapters. And then it slows down a little bit and you kind of hit this little bit of a lull that maybe goes on a chapter too long. And then it's right back on the gas the entire way through the end. Yeah. It was on sale recently too. So, I mean, like, if you have any interest in this game, you're a Digimon fan, John highly recommended yeah. this one when we talked about Black Friday sales. Yeah, this was uh, Digimon Survive. I knew I was, I knew it was going to be one of the highest anticipated games for me this year. It ended up being my second favorite game that I played this year. And we'll get to his favorite and, game yeah, here soon. <laughs> and uh, I, I haven't completed a second playthrough, but I am slowly making my way through a second playthrough. Okay. Next up, coming in at number four, uh, really no surprise that this game's going to make the list. Um, I feel like this would be on a lot of people's list across the board. But coming in at number four, we have Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I mean, look, everything good about Horizon Zero Dawn, this game did better on. You know what I mean? Just the world, the atmosphere, the combat, uh, just the story itself. Literally everything great about Zero Dawn, Forbidden West just did it better and just knocked it out of the park. The world being like in San Fran and stuff is absolutely just a blast to explore. You know, this is um, one of the better graphical games that I've had the opportunity to play. Uh, It actually won Best Graphics of 2022, uh, which, I mean, is really no surprise when you see the game and see you know, what it looks like and just seeing like, just like the little stuff, like even just the water, the water looks unbelievable. The game actually has good water gameplay too, which kind of a shock that doesn't usually tend to happen in a lot of games. Water gameplay sucks. Uh, But you know, there was a, there's an entire level that's completely focused underwater and it was actually very creepy, but very fun to play. You know, just the combat's better in every regard. Uh, and the story is just very compelling. There's a lot of aspects about the story that just really pulls you in and just makes you want to go mission to mission as quickly as possible, trying to see how everything plays out while still trying to reel yourself in. It's like, no, explore the world a bit. You know, explore the world, do the extra stuff. But just the, there were so many things about the characters that's so engaging. The cast of characters that are around you, you, know, you 
you have you know returning faces from the original game as well as you know some brand new characters that get brought into the fold where you even get you know a little you know opportunity like you will in like Mass Effect games where you go on loyalty missions for said characters and further explore their story and then one of the biggest highlights of the game you know it is late in the game yes but like once you get there it's just like the whole world completely changes whenever you get the uh, the unlock codes to be able to fly around the map. It just completely changes how the game feels and plays to see everything the way that you are. Just everything about the game, like I said, it it, it did you know better than what zero you know zero dawn was. Zero dawn was fantastic. Just further getting a chance to explore this world and explore this story of what happened to the world before. Just everything about the game is just incredible, and it, I feel like it's an obvious recommendation for anyone. You know, at least especially if you played the first one, it's one of the, you know, Zero Dawn, and uh, you know, is one of the better titles to come out over the last like ten years. And Forbidden West, in my opinion, is up there as well. Uh, coming in at number three, so the most unanticipated game of the year, <laughs> which became one of our <laughs> favorite games of the year, correct? And it's a mobile game, <laughs> also free. Coming in at number three, we have Marvel Snap. I'll let Zach take this one because he's been playing this thing since God knows when. <laughs> yeah, I started playing like in May or something like that. Yeah. It was like May or June. Um, I mean, as Marvel Snap, if you haven't heard us talk about it yet, I mean... We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> it's a card game. You make a deck of 12 cards. You fight over three bases. If you win two of the bases, you win. And it's all Marvel themed. So if you like Marvel, check it out. Um, you don't even have to like Marvel. No, not really. True. I mean, True. if you like card games, it's very good because you like a, smash up. It's going to, it's, gonna it's be fairly well, it's fairly well balanced. All the skills are nice touch because pretty much all of them reference the original characters, abilities and whatnot are some sort of quirk personality. Of theirs from the comics and everything like that. All the, Variants and arts are very nice, even if they are overpriced as fuck. Um, <laughs> <coughs> but Not I mean, wrong. <laughs> yeah. But the game is very good, and just in of leaning away from pay to win, they've made it a little easier to do pay to win now with the token shop, even though it's bullshit. Um, but just how the progression system works in it with evolving cars to get collection level to unlock more things, actually getting getting a fair amount of like real-world money currency just from playing, which you can actually do stuff with. Um, just all the different features they had to help you uh, increase collection level quicker if you want to. Like the every four hours, it gives you cards that you can just, if you have the credits for it, can just immediately upgrade, even if you don't have the boosters for it. <laughs> just promoting stuff. They still need to get better with events. Um, yeah. Also, Steve threw in their complete BS that token shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> token shop sucks. Yeah. I only have one pull three card left in Black Bolt and spend nothing but him for the past four days. I don't want to spend a thousand tokens on him. Uh, I've had a card pinned for like two weeks and I'm only halfway to it. Yeah, the collection for tokens is. They, they they stressed up front it was going to be a slow move. Don't expect a lot of tokens very quickly, but man, does it. I feel I feel that I, I do feel that it takes some time to get those tokens because I can't imagine just you know if you end up pinning something that's like you know six thousand exactly like token shops bullshit a good concept just I'm not a fan of how they've handled it but we they, need to get more than one hundred tokens per find yeah I agree but even though we are bitching about that the main thing is like when it comes to this game is that it's just addictive to play 
You know, the matches are super quick. There are so many different types of combinations you can do for your decks, whether if you want to try something with, you know, just, you know, obviously it goes a lot further than just what I'm going to name, but, you know, if you want to go focus more on like an ongoing on-reveal discard, you know, destroy, you know, that's just general, you know, card types, but then you can just kind of expand it from there, if, you know, depending on the sort of effects that you want to do where you have, you know, like Mr. Negative that, that swaps the power and the cost. You have stuff like Sarah played on, you know, turn five or perhaps sooner if you can, where, you know, it lowers your cost by one. And you know, there's just, dude, there's so many sort of combinations that you can do. I mean, with the next batch of cards, it's going to be interesting because it's getting uh, some new cards for movement decks. And top decking. Ooh. Because, like, that's one card that got data leaked was Bullseye, which he's a 1-2, and if you play him, he guarantees you're going to pull a 2-cost card next on your next draw. Ooh, that's actually kind of spicy. Yeah, and also a lot of power control cards are coming out with the next set as well. Yeah. I mean, it, look, it, I, I, the reception from this game has been unbelievable to follow i mean, I mean it, it was officially released for two months and won mo best mobile game of the year yeah and you know just following everyone that's playing this game right now all over to you know everyone that i follow on twitter that's playing the game you know there's so many people that's calling it like one of the best sort of like mobile card games to come out in so many years oh, yeah, you know and the, and the man himself that, that you know is the lead guy that's running this game you know he does he was a former lead director at hearthstone and you can definitely see where his experience with Hearthstone plays into effect here to make Marvel Snap the best it can be. And one of the things that, you know, I already kind of slightly touched on, but I, you know, I would love for Zach to elaborate on it just because of how long he's played it and he's seen it firsthand in early access is one thing that's awesome about the game is the fact that, like, the devs actually listen to the community. Oh, yeah. Like, you saw that firsthand throughout early access. Yeah, because, like, very early on in, like, the third season... Uh, it was the Love and Thunder season. They introduced a gotcha style system where you would spend uh, the gold to draw items out of it, which there was two new cards, which was Jane Foster and Destroyer at the time. Then you could also get variants of the Guardians of the Galaxies, Avatar frames, or you could just end up getting credits and stuff. And like for a single pull, it was like $4.00. And if you wanted to do like a 10 pool, it was like $40. And it got so poorly received that um, developers after it was like, all right, we fucked up. We're um, sorry. <laughs> so anyone who spent any type of gold on the gotcha, here's your gold back. Also, everyone, here's a free copy of Jane Foster in your box. And they went, we'll try something else next time, which has led to the token shop, mind you. Mm. Yeah. And so, I mean, they do listen to the community and everything like that of ideas and how feedback is being received and things like that, which is why we've seen uh, the collector's cash change a couple times, allowing for acquiring a more currency as well as a variance through variance avatar frames, titles, right? Uh, through just playing the game and things like that. The token shop, of course, the bigger pools. Also, Steve, good luck on finishing pool three because pool three is 77 cards. It takes forever to get through it. <laughs> um, that's why you'll never see pool four, pool five pulls until you get through three because it's <laughs> pool three is the biggest pool right now. Right. Um, so, yeah, but overall, it's very enjoyable, free game. Uh, definitely a whole lot of community and feedback from with the developers and things like that. Hopefully, they get better at doing events because half the time no one has any clue on events going on. 
Yeah, it just kind of comes out. And there's so many more. They've already laid out, you know, their current roadmap. There's, uh, they've already laid out some things they want to accomplish in 2023. And there's so much more to come with the game itself. And it's just the bottom line is, you know, John already kind of hit the head on it. You don't even have to be a fan of Marvel to like this. If you just like card games and you need a time killer on your phone, download Marvel Snap. I promise you, you're probably going to get addicted. I mean, it's just it's just a fun time because the games are so quick. Cause it's just six turns. As long as, you know, you and the other player, are, you know, kind of moving through your turn pretty quickly, it's like, maybe two minutes tops yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it goes by so quick so i promise you you'll probably get addicted i mean all the rewards this game has got in just the two months it's officially been out i feel like is all completely deserved i mean i know you didn't play as much john but how did you feel from the bit when you were actually playing it i mean pretty much everything you guys have said i was like the one thing you said when you first talked about the game, was you referenced it to Smash Up, which immediately yeah. got me interested. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say I I I have for the most part dropped Marvel Snap. It's still on my phone. I just haven't logged into it in a while. Uh, I but I played the absolute shit out of it. I was playing like I w- I was playing it every opportunity I had a moment to. Like I'd be at work on lunch and just play it instead of do anything else. I'd get home from work and I'd sit. Up, I'd like turn a video on as a podcast or something on my computer, and then I just sit and play on my phone. Play Marvel I feel Snap that. the whole time. I feel I mean, that it's super simple. It's like I was. It's I was. I was playing. <laughs> I was playing it nonstop. It's like I didn't drop the game because I don't like the game. I dropped the game because when I'm on my phone, I tend. I tend to. My, my phone games are idle games. Yeah, I got 15 idle games on my phone. <laughs> and it's like so. It's like I just. When it comes to playing on my phone, it's like if I, I probably need to download it on my computer yeah, because I'd yeah. be more likely to play it if it was on my computer. Yeah, because yeah. it does have a PC release. And the other thing I do like to note about it is like it does a season pass like everyone else does, but I like theirs just because you don't have to be active in the season pass. As long as you complete all the week missions, you'll get everything on the season pass. Yeah. So like you can wait till it's like not hard. You can wait till like the last week of the month and go. All right, now to just go run through these and you'll get everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's really not hard to run through the season pass. You know, if you want to choose to spend money on it a little bit ahead, you can, but you really don't need to. Because that's the main thing about the whole game is you really don't need to spend any money unless cool. you just really, really want to for something. Like you were, because you really wanted to get cards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've spent money on the game. I don't regret it. But, I mean, you really don't need to. I mean, you can get stuff so quickly once you kind of get going. Just get some dubs, play this, play that, play this type of card, play that type of card. You can get through shit very quickly. Yeah. It's really not hard. Uh, coming in at number two, we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So I understand that the game just has a lot of backlash from it due to the graphical performance, and all of that is completely warranted i mean there i don't think anyone can disagree with that but the game itself what they have created just the vision of what they've created as john has the talked death about of ash yeah. rip <laughs> it's it yeah like you said it had some perform it's yeah definitely got performance issues and people it's like people that complain about that they're in their right to complain about that but yeah 100 percent but it's like there are also people out there that are using that as an excuse to complain about the game as a whole, which to that I would say fuck off. I would agree to that. Because, fuck off. Because, I mean, hell, we've been wanting for we've been wanting for twenty years to have an open world Pokemon game, and we finally and got we it. have one. And my God, is it everything I wanted well, it to be? We got a second one because 
We got one in the beginning of the year, which was, well, it was free area. Open, open, zone. open zone. zone. Yeah, similar which, to what Sonic Frontiers is, in my yeah. opinion. And uh, as far as the open world Pokemon games, it's like some people may not like the pacing of it because, yeah, if, if you kind of go off and do your own thing by the time you go and head around to the gyms and all the stuff like yep. that, you're going to be, it's going to be trivial. Woo! But what I say <laughs> to that <laughs> is... Who gives a shit if I want to run around for 30 hours doing my own thing and then show up and wipe the floor with everybody? Well, I should be able to do that, yep. which is, I mean, it's what Zach is. It's, it's <laughs> this is what I've done. It's everything Zach's done. It's half of what I did. I didn't run around for 30 hours, but I ran in between doing gyms and stuff like that. I'd run around for 10, 15 hours and then be like, oh, I should probably go do that and then spend 20 minutes instead of an hour yeah. going through and blasting through it. The game really pushes to for you to play your way for the most yeah. part. For the most part, they do have. There's no obviously level scaling. We talked about that before the game even came out. So like it does push a direction you in theory should go, but you don't. St you still don't have to. If you want to go fuck off for a while and just like level up and do this and this and just explore the world, catch Pokemon, do whatever, you can before you choose to do whatever. Because my gym order was definitely not in order of the way they wanted you to play. Because like the eighth gym leader that they want you to face, that was my fifth or fourth. I mean, you can just do whatever you yeah. want. And it, it really pushes that narrative of just go play the game. Yeah. My gym order was whichever one is closest to me at the time I decided to go <laughs> do a gym. Right. My gym order is I got one badge, bunch of level 60s. I'm still exploring the land. God, I hate him so much. <laughs> he hasn't even upgraded his dragon, so he can't fully explore the land. I mean, I'll explore whatever I need to. And then I can just freaking fly back to wherever I didn't, couldn't get to once I upgrade. Are you ever going to go upgrade? I mean, once I explore in all of Paldea, yeah. But you can't explore everything until you upgrade your dragon. Well, once I've reached a dead end, I'll go upgrade okay. the dragon. All right, that's all I need to know. Yeah, I, I mean, personally for me, it's like I've enjoyed <clears throat> Pokemon games as they've come out. I haven't had, I haven't really had issues with the past few generations that have come out. I've enjoyed them. I've enjoyed them more as the generations have gone on. But this is, it's like this one. It, I mean, in the time it's come out, I've by far put more time into this one than yeah. I I have for any new release of a game that's come out. Which, I mean, hell, for the first time, it's like I, like I told you, this is the first time I've ever completed the Pokedex. Yep. It's the only first time I've ever felt like I wanted to. Out of curiosity, since we're all on the topic, either of you going to bother with the Cinderace raid? Yeah, I'm probably going to do it tonight. I, I saw it was out. I haven't... I saw it was out. I haven't looked into it at all, but I could... I mean, I guarantee you I could load up my Switch right now and... One shot it. And... and yeah, probably one shot it. Yeah, I've, I've already got the Azumarill. Yeah, the Azumarill, we're good. It's a it's a fighting it's a fighting Terra. So oh god. Yeah, just do you know we and we have the level one hundred competitive Azumarills. So just an, a quick Oko with play rough and you're good. Yeah, yeah it's like I've I've already I've already got one ready to go. Yeah. No issues. It's like it's the same one I was using to do the Charizard. Yeah. So. Exactly. So yeah, I'm not. I'm probably gonna hit it up tonight to go catch it, whatever. Because I know it only runs like what this weekend. Yeah. And then, I mean, it'll come back. Yeah. yeah. But I, I wanted to go ahead and grab it. You know, just go ahead and get it caught, whatever. Um, but no, I mean, with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, like, not only does the game have like this expansive open world, and when I say open world, it, it, it's open world. Like it's not like Legends Arceus where you have 
the five or six zones that you go to, and, and those zones are very large and a lot to explore. No, I mean, it's open world. Your only loads in the game is going inside of a building, going inside the main city, and going to Area Zero. That's it. Like, once you're out into the the, the world of Paldea, like, the whole world is loaded up at that at that point, I which I have personally found out encountering a shiny in the wild and it flying away and despawning and just out of curiosity, I did a reload and I had not saved in a while. And like, here it is on the map is where I found it. Last time I saved, I was all the way over here. Like I'm very far apart. Right. And I went back to where I found it. It's still there. It's like when the world loads the world, like you're, it, it is an open world game for Pokemon. It's not open zone. So, but not only does it have that aspect of it that everyone's wanted and this freedom to do whatever you want, it's actually got compelling storylines too. Like all the storylines that you can play, all of them are very good. I want to know. I know you also, would. Also, it's like just in general, I would probably say one of the better generations for the new Pokemon they've introduced. I agree. Because it's like, yeah, some of them may not be the strongest ones ever. They, It's like they got some that are goofy designs as well. But man, I've, I've, I've used more gen nine mons while playing uh violet that i've ever used for like a new generation sometimes i'll pick up some here or there but i'm like i'm just gonna go back to what i know mm. no it's like almost my entire actually my it might have been my entire team was all new mons right for like the entire time i played it overall like you know the way that i put it before is that i thought the game was perfect for like diehards of the franchise and, you know, for casuals, I could definitely see where people could get turned off. You know, people that don't play Pokemon games that much, you know, I definitely see where it could turn them. But I also see where it could also hook them in because of the open world aspect of it. You know, there's still problems with the game, you know, in my opinion. The raids, in my opinion, at this point are atrocious. I cannot stand the raids for various reasons. But I do think there's a lot. This is the. I don't think you hate the raids just because of the raids. I think you hate the raids because of other people. No, it's both. Trust okay. me. No, it's both. After some after some shit that I've dealt with with some raids here recently, it's both. Okay. The raids are stupid. Raids, um, are, raids are fine. The raids are stupid. I hate them. Absolutely despise them. But I I still think everything is a step right. in the right You're direction. Not using the raid mods. No, I am. No, like the problem is like, you know, when we when we originally talked about the game, one thing that we really liked is that like it, you know, we can basically almost like one shot things and basically be done. Bro, like I don't know if it's I'm assuming it's just like the servers and stuff of, you know, me trying to do online raids that people have posted or ones that I even post to other people like four different times in a single raid. I will watch the health bar go to zero but then come back and it's still alive. And we'll end up losing one way or another because of that. Like four different times in a single raid, I will watch this happen. It depends. Uh, that is, it, that's not necessarily lag. That depend, that's going to depend on the mons they're using because in not in the game itself, but in raids, certain abilities and moves are bugged. Okay. So if you if you see like that big health bar you see at the top, yeah, yeah. that's not the actual health bar. When you click your attacking move and you see their health bar in the side, that's their actual health bar. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Next yeah, because I because raids because uh, it's like that was a problem with the Azumarill. Right. Huge power was bugged. Yeah, it where was. huge power yeah. wasn't being cap like the double attack wasn't being calculated. Right. So you would one shot it, and then its health would come back to up to about half or a little below. But anytime that the health, anytime you think the health might be bugged when you go to use your attack, 
and you see the health bar that's on them there, it'll it, if it's different, it means it's all fucked up. Okay. That's that, good to know. I'll keep an eye on that when I play later. That's when you're going to have like the that's when you're going to see like their shield double breaking. That's when you're going to see like none of the moves doing any damage yep. and shit like that. Okay. I'll keep that in mind when I play some raids later. Bottom line though, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are very fun games even with the bugs, even with performance issues. Very very fun games and if you are a Pokemon fan, cannot recommend checking them out enough. Uh, before we get to number one, which I'm sure everyone can probably guess at this point, uh, let's go through some honorable mentions. Let me go ahead and shout one out because it's not on this list, but I, I, I thought of it midway through the, uh, the this episode. Now, I do want to shout out. Uh, one honorable mention I want to throw out is the quarry. Uh, I really enjoyed that, you know, playing the game with you guys and just watching it happen. Well, playing, watching <laughs> we, it happen. We did so we, movie mode. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we did the director's chair. I liked that. I, I mean, it was that, entertaining. I thought that was so cool, the way that you can go about it and just the more possibilities you can do where you make everyone just neutral so it's a constant flip of the coin I, I thought that was a very interesting game and I really want to do another one so shout out to the quarry uh, some other honorable mentions that we have on here is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes if it wasn't for the fact that this game it's a grind if it didn't hit you with the fatigue level that it did it, it honestly it probably would have made the top 10 like legit because the stories are are phenomenal you know with it being you know did just you ever a, do a start a second run through no i have not <laughs> had the energy to do it man that the single one with golden wildfire really just killed me i mean it was a fun story but dude the grind was brutal but if it wasn't as much of a grind i feel like it may have made this top 10 uh pokemon legends arceus i feel like that is an honorable mention because it was honestly a really fun game from what it was, but ultimately what kept it out of the top 10 is not only just Scarlet and Violet being better, but like, man, once you finish Legends, once you finish Legends, you're done. You don't want to go back unless you just want a shiny hunt, which shiny hunting in that game is actually not bad. Yeah, um, but, but like, once, you, once you're done, you feel done. Like, I don't want to go back to it. Because yeah. that, that was very much a game where like, I kept jumping on it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play. It's like, yeah, I've, I've kind of beat everything, but I'm going yeah. to jump on it and play it and enjoy it some more. And then, like, you'd load it up and you'd play for five minutes and go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Sonic Frontiers, another one. I, I, <coughs> I talked at length and I thought Sonic Frontiers, this, this is the perfect right step in the direction that Sonic needs to go. And I'm really excited for the future of the game and the franchise. Um, and then um, another one that uh, one of John's <coughs> was, of course, Lost Ark. I put yeah. a lot of time into yeah. that game, but the you game. dropped it. <laughs> The game Alex was most surprised I wasn't going to fight for. Yeah, I was. I really was. <laughs> when in reality, it was never going to be fought for in my mind. Okay. Hey, it just caught me off guard, honestly. Honestly, that game is that game is incredibly fun. Like, the raids are fun. Leveling's not horrible. The It's like the dungeons are fun. But every, like, I don't know. I don't know what's changed. <clears throat> Like from when I played it last, every or I don't know everything that's changed. I haven't been keeping up with it for the most part, but the majority of the systems built around the game, as far as progressing up the vertical ladder and somewhat the horizontal ladder, were just tedious. Right. It was all just tedious. It's like while you, it's like while you're in it and you're playing it, you don't notice as much how tedious it is because it just becomes a rhythm like you yeah it would be like you'd log in you play it because it's like i think i had seven characters that was playing yeah so i would log in i would play three of those characters one day and then and let the rest or it's, I would, i'd log in i'd play my main character or like my main two characters and then i would let the rest bonus build up on my other characters and then when the rest bonus was full i'd 
just rotate through the characters. I I, I kind of had them on a cycle, so it was like one day I would do this do this set of characters, the next day I would do this set of characters, and go through it. It just becomes a cycle. But by the time you finish running through all your dailies and stuff on your characters, you don't got time to do anything else. Right. At, at least for like for me, because I'm coming home from work, I'm getting dinner, taking care of some stuff around the house, and I log in, do my dailies and that, and I'm like, oh, shit, now it's time to go to bed. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Uh, a couple more honorable mentions we had, a couple of Zacks. Nobody saves the world and Harvest Stella. My joke buy and then a, a dungeon crawler. Yeah, shout out to the joke buy. He just got it literally because me and John had Sonic Frontiers and God of War. He's like, I'll fuck fucking buy Harvest Stella. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, there's another game Harvest Stella. I was like, sure, fuck it, why not? Yeah, it's like, whatever, I'll buy it. It ends up actually liking it. <laughs> I mean, it's actually a very good game. Well yeah. done. Have you continued playing it? Uh, I've played a bit of it here and there. What did you buy it on, by the way? Switch. Okay. Was it on something else? On PC. I think it's just Switch and PC. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm probably going to pick it up. Yeah, John's and I actually bought a physical copy too for Switch, so I got it. No, oh, nice, yeah. nice. I, w- I want to play it. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I've still been enjoying it. All right, and then uh, of course, coming in at number one, I'm gonna su- check out now. Yeah, it's a surprise to literally nobody. We have God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> which has not only become probably John's favorite game of all time, it's become one of my favorite games of all time, which is really the bigger shocker of the uh, two yeah. since I'm not a God of War diehard. See, the, the funny thing is, I fought, like, I, I fought like kind of tooth and nail with you to get you to play the God of War 2018. Yeah, you did. I kept telling you to play it. You had it. I know. You weren't playing it. I, I had it for like two I years. Finally made you, <laughs> I, I, I finally like, got you to play it. And you weren't the biggest you weren't you weren't super hot on it. No, I mean it was like a solid for me, like a seven out of ten game. I mean six point five maybe around there. Well, yeah, I then, thought it was okay. Then in comes Ragnarok. Yep, <laughs> this game is fucking awesome in it's, every it, way. It's like it takes the like the remodeled formula that twenty eighteen gave us. Yep, and just enhances it. Not like a crazy amount, like combat wise or anything. Combat is just. Combat feels slightly faster, slightly, like, you get a few more options. You don't get a ton more, like, abilities and stuff like that for all of, like, the weapons and stuff you're carrying over from the previous game. It's just a very slight, like, feeling of fluidity that they added to it with some of the new moves and things that you can do, especially with, uh, uh, yeah, we said at this point, companion characters. Yeah. It's like the way that companion characters work in the game is different than 2018 just slightly. It's like you don't have, I mean, really, you only have two different types of like arrows you use. It's mostly for exploration, but depending on which one you use, they do influence combat a little bit. But the story of the game is fucking phenomenal. The story is absolutely captivating to me because it was one of those cases where I've already started my my second playthrough and I'm going through it because like for my first playthrough, I'll be honest, I did, I, I mean, I did do a decent handful, but I, in my opinion, I feel like I did so little side stuff because I was so hooked on the story, I needed to know what happened next. It's like those few times where like Mimir or Trace is like, hey, we got some free time. You want to go explore? I'm like, no. I need to know what happens next. Meanwhile, I'm the opposite. They're, it's like I'm going through it. I was addicted. I'm going through it, and they're like, hey, uh, they're like, 
uh, we can head to the, it's like, we can go ahead and head on to this area, but we got a little bit of free time if you want to explore. I'm like, going that way. Yep. And I, <laughs> Not I, me. <laughs> and I would, I would just kind of explore, see what I could find, see if I could find anything interesting going on, which, I mean, this, I don't know if there's, I feel like there's less side quests in this game than there were in 2018. Really? Mm. No, I don't know if there's less or if I just didn't mm. do as many, but the ones that I did felt more impactful than the ones from 2018. Right. They seem they seem like they had a little more weight to them, which was interesting because a lot of the ones from 2018 had like carried a lot of weight with every quest that you did. Right. Uh, but yeah, the the only thing it's like one thing I will say is. Uh, I think I mentioned it when I when I initially was telling you guys my review of the game, and you should know at this point now, not all of the realms are created equally. No, it's like there are definitely like two to three realms where they're like this is this is the meat of your exploration. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, but the fact that you still get to go to all of them is cool. Yeah, you get to you get to go everywhere. It's like, and the ones that are opened up where you can go around and explore everywhere. Man, you can you can really can just go do whatever you want to. Yeah. And some of the it's like some of the zones depend it's like depending on when you go explore what you what quests and stuff you interact with, it changes the whole landscape of the of the the realm that you're in and opens up new areas to kind of go to and explore. But uh but yeah, the, it's like the exploration, the combat are all big highlights of the game. But it's like they every time it's going to get outshone by the story of this game. Yep. Because like Alex said, it is captivating, and it's it's one of the few times where he's played a game that I've told him to play, and he's every time he hits to a new point on it, he's he's sending me a like yep. a text here or there about what whatever point he's at. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was hitting him up pretty often, <laughs> which is funny because then the same thing happened when Brady finally got the game recently. He was hitting me up the same way I was with you. He would hit me up like, "Oh yeah, I just uh, I just got to this whatever," and I I text him in the morning like. All right, so where'd you, where'd you get to last night? He's like, I just finished this. I'm like, oh, man, wasn't that cool? <laughs> it's like, wow, wasn't, wasn't that great? <laughs> like, I'd just be, like, sitting at the house, like, watching TV or something, but I'd put my photo go off, I'd look at it, and I'd, it'd be like, man, Heimdall's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck Heimdall, man. That one, yeah. <laughs> that felt good, let me tell you. Uh, but, no, I mean, we, we can talk all day about God of War. I mean, we everyone, I mean, it's God of War Ragnarok. All, right? all the praise has been sung about the game that needs to be sung. I will say one thing that I would really love to do, I already hit Brady about it, and he said he'd be down if you would be as well, is that here at some time I want to do a pre-recorded, like, full-blown spoiler cast on God of War Ragnarok. Because, like, your, your review, my review before the Game Awards, you know, was obviously dancing around spoilers. I would love to do just a full spoiler review at some point. Just a pre-recorded thing. I'll just upload it whenever. So that's something to kind of think about because, I mean, there's there's still so much to talk about, in my opinion. So much to just gush over. But, uh, yeah, for the game set of top ten <coughs> games of the year, God of War Ragnarok uh, taking home the crown for the first one, which is really no surprise, especially considering we didn't play Elden Ring. Um, and even if we played Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok still may have taken home that crown. Because, I don't know, uh, like, uh, me personally, I'm much more drawn to um, heavy story than I am anything else, you know? And it's like, to my understanding, Elden Ring has, like, incredible lore, but just a dumb way to experience it. It's all it. lore. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all, it's all. you got to go looking for it to yeah. find it. Like, so, I mean, for me, uh, Ragnarok probably would have still been better to me just because I am more drawn to story. And like I said, I mean, you know, I'm not a God of War diehard. I've played maybe a collective 
of two hours on every God of War prior to 2018. I know the story. Thanks to John going into 2018, he sent me a video. I watched the entire video, so I know the story. But Ragnarok, to me, has become like my fifth favorite game of all time. I I, love it. I tell you what, though. He may not be a diehard God of War fan, but after these two games that he's played, they make another God of War game. This boy's going to be on the pre-order list. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm getting out oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Then you know the next God of War. I'm 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 getting it. Let's go. Let's have it. Uh, so that is our top ten games of 2022 presented by Gamesthetic. Uh, overall, like I said, I like the list, man, because it's like a, you know it's got some good unique titles in there. Uh, it's got some indies. It's got you know your triple A's that you would expect. You even got a mobile game. I feel like it's a pretty solid list. I like it for our first one ever. I, I like it. Uh, I'm a big fan of it, honestly going to be uh this one is going to be more unique than next year's oh yeah <laughs> next year's, next, <laughs> this was an easy list we yeah. didn't actually fight for anything usually this like was we the easiest do. list we've ever done like next yeah. year's is fucked that's yeah. gonna be so hard because i mean you were gonna have like zelda starfield star wars yeah. resident it, evil hogwarts is, legacy fire emblem next year <laughs> is either gonna be a very controversial list or it's gonna be the most basic ass list you've ever seen basically yeah. spider-man 2 i mean bro next year's list is gonna be hard to make All it's gonna be hard to, naming somehow none of them make it on the list it's gonna be hard to rank it is gonna be the better way to put it i mean it's not gonna be hard it's just gonna be what we resign we're willing to let stuff sit at <laughs> basically it, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a time next year tell you what though by the time the next list comes out you know it's going to be out hmm. dark and darker that's true dark and darker which you can now fight to put on that list so there you go oh i wonder if the new dino crisis is going to be out by then you know what else is going to be out Pal World. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pal World yeah, will yeah, be out. To Pal World. There's going to be so many dumb <laughs> games out. I'm excited for Pal World. Christina <laughs> finally hey. found out about Pal World recently. And oh, she, did she finally? Yeah, yeah, someone sent it to her, and she's and like her exact reaction, I was watching her reaction live, where she's just like... Did she know you knew what it was? No, she didn't know. Uh, so she's going through, she's like, oh, this looks really cute. Wait, you can kill them? I don't like that. <laughs> you can shoot them? I don't remember how I found it, but I'm very happy I did. <laughs> Power World looks fun. I'm looking forward to Power World. There's, a, there's so many games next year Man, that gonna, I'm pumped for. We're gonna have we're gonna have some like next year is gonna be a year of some fucking bangers and some potentially some very big disappointments. I mean, I if, know. if Exo Primal actually releases this year, I'll mess with it. Yeah. Which we're going to chat about all of that next week. Next week uh, is all focused on what's coming out in 2023. Our most anticipated, you know, predictions, you know, you know, like, you know, in terms of what you just said about disappointments, if we want to throw out this, you know, predictions, like I think this game is going to be a disappointment. All of that is going to be next week. Um, you know, we, we did our um, predictions for 2022 at the beginning of last year, and I've been tracking it throughout the year. Shout out to you, Zach. You have no L's. Because you have nothing but question marks. Yes. <laughs> like, none of yours is like, I don't know if I can count that as a victory or an L. Because, like, you only had three. One of them literally cannot be counted because it didn't come out being Dokev. You know, that hasn't All come right. out yet. Then you had uh, Rainbow Six Extraction dead within a year. I don't think it's been a year yet, has it? No, because so, it, cause it came out, like, um, I think we're almost right at a year. Right, and then the devil in me hits until dawn level, which that's the only one that I may cons- could consider as an L for you. I think I, that is an L. Yeah, you know, John, you went one for three. You're only I one. I knew I was hitting bad. If, if, if it's like I made some, I made, I made some very bold claims considering 
Yeah. We had release dates on stuff. Yeah, like your only win was... Uh, okay, I gave you the win because it did happen, but you speci you specifically said Gen 9 announcement in Q4. Like, you know, as in being announced in Q4. I went ahead and gave you that 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 W since a Gen 9 announcement happened and it came out in Q4. Uh, then your other L's was Xenoverse 3. I don't know if we'll ever get that. Uh, and then Digimon Survival will be delayed again. Look at and I even <laughs> specified. <laughs> I even specified convinced the game isn't real. No, I didn't. I did not say it would be delayed again. Yes, you did. No, my exact wording was because he said he said his first one and then. Like you didn't even look over at me or anything. I said, "Digimon Survive is not coming out in 2022." <laughs> oh look, Game Statics live. Thanks, phone. <laughs> and then I, I had the most predictions. And obviously, you, and I, you know what? I had 16 that and I threw out there. You know what though? I've never been happier to be wrong about a go. game than Digimon Survive. There you go. I am so glad that game came out. Yeah, and you know, the, I only got four right out Which, of my 16, and I have four that are still question. Uh, no. Uh, so I yeah no I pretty much only got four right um, you know the four that I got right was Fire Emblem announcement which was um, three hopes and really now even engage yeah that was announced this year uh, Breath of the Wild two delayed uh, Gen nine announcement and then the one that I got right definitely did not think who it was gonna be but I never specified who was Xbox Microsoft huge studio purchase will be announced yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be fucking Activision Blizzard. Blizzard but I thought there was gonna be another big purchase because I was following that rumor thread for a while that they were gearing after you know after the Bethesda one that they were gearing up for the next one but I didn't know it was gonna be that but you know other than that I got a bunch of L's after that but it's okay it's all right uh, but anyway, you know, next week, like I said, uh, be like some predictions that we have that we work up and just looking at all the games. I've already started working on a list in our Discord, so we're going to be good for next week on that. And uh, just excited for 2023 and all the games to come out. Like I said, I think this is going to be a big year uh, for this show just because of the amount of games that I know that we're all interested, interested in. I mean, and what's super cool about it is that we all have a vast different set of interests. Like I know Zach has a list of games that he's super pumped for. That's like only like in your realm that you're pumped for. Same goes for me and same goes for John. Like we're, we all have just, and then we have games that we're all interested in. So it's going to be a really cool year for gaming. I'm really pumped up and excited for it. Um, so we're like, you know, like an hour and 30. Do we want to chat about anything else? Or we want to save it for another time. I mean, how much do you actually want to go through the wrap up? Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I mean, the wrap up's going to, I'm going to blow yeah, through it anyway. It was mostly but. just one or like, do we, do we actually want to talk? Like, because uh, he's been playing Antos, yeah. he's playing New World. I mean, That's I'm, on you two. I mean, yeah. I'm fine chatting about another week. I don't care. Yeah, we can we can save it. Okay, we'll so save like, it. We can save it if we want to. All I'll say on Ancestors, very fun. Give it a shot. It gives you the true feeling of sink or swim. <laughs> don't be afraid to reset too. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I've already had to. Don't be afraid to reset because you will fuck up. Because I definitely have fucked up pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, briefly say on New World, game game is game is good. Just if if you didn't weren't sure about coming back to it, if you left because you didn't feel like there was much going on with it, come back. Didn't they merge servers too? Yeah, yeah. you keep you keep everything, it, or it's like you, you log in, and if if you if they merged your server, when you log in, your character is there, and all you have to do is pick a server. Cool. So, Steve, if you're still listening or if you listen after the fact, New World is something that you may want to look into. 
it's it's fun. I've, I've been having a blast with it as I've been playing it. Hey, it's one years. of the few MMOs that I enjoyed, and I, I'm not a huge fan of MMOs. But it was I was one about that, to say I burned myself on MMOs, but I at least put some time into it. Yeah. All right, let's hit the weekly wrap-up and get out of here. We don't have a lot in the weekly wrap-up this week. So the first couple things are both involving uh, Tears of the Kingdom, a couple leaks that's come out recently. With, with, like When I say leaks, like I'm talking physical stuff to someone is holding. Leaks. I was very confused by those pictures you sent in Discord because I was like, oh, cool, it's an OLED. I had no clue it was the Legend of Zelda thing until yep. I read your message. I was like, oh. I yeah. didn't realize it either. I just assumed Alex bought another OLED. That's no, what I thought, no. too. That's exactly what I thought. I, no, I, I no. opened it up, saw the first picture in your name, and I went, man, rich boy bought another OLED. Fuck <laughs> off. No, no, no. It was a Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> OLED uh, uh, special edition that was leaked recently on Reddit. And like I said, it's it's you know a physical thing here. You can see someone actually holding it. And you know that alone, it seems pretty convincing. I mean, we know with this game there was probably going to be something come along out alongside of it, right? Um, but this also further confirms that obviously there is no new hardware, you know, it being the OLED yeah. special edition. But uh, something to keep a look out there. It did look pretty cool. Uh, and then there was also another recent leak involving, um, you know, it's like a little flyer that they were holding that was all, you know, those Tears of the Kingdom like flyer and like prominently in the middle of it was a Nintendo Switch Online featured thing. Very prominently in the middle of this whole flyer, which just brought up a lot of questions that the game may have co-op because that was actually a leak a while ago that the game had been tested for co-op. And I'm going to go ahead and say it up front. I have no doubt in my mind that they have at least tried to do co-op for the game you know just test it see yeah. see if we want to do it see if we can do it is it going to be in the final game my bet is no but it won't necessarily shock me if it is i think that uh that focus that prominent focus of it being there is more so to utilize the cloud save is my guess because this is obviously going to be a pretty big game really pushing the switch to its limits speaking of that uh digital foundry did also claim that the switch pro was actually planned and scrapped when 2020 hit with all the you know issues with um with uh, hardware uh next gen has just become the focus which we've already kind of known that and it's just been kind of the thing you know and uh i will say with this you know 2023 i gotta i must say it right now it's going to be a very be a very loud year in terms of, of switch performance. We've already seen it. It's already prominent now, but that conversation's about to get a lot louder online of people talking about performance. So let me tell you, I'm so excited to see everyone bitch on Twitter about it. Every, every single game release. Uh, speaking of game release, we just had one recently. A sports story was recently released, you know, by the creators who did Golf Story. Both nice little indie games a lot of people really enjoy. But one interesting thing that came up with Sports Story is there's a secret room that you can get into. And you can't get into it by, by normal means. You got to really go around the bush to get yeah. in this room. It's, it's hard to get into. It was meant to stay a secret for the most part, where you go in there and it basically kind of, it's just a bunch of people in the room, which is imitating the devs of this game. And just the dialogue is just very sad because the dialogue is basically them talking about how the game was rushed, that they were put under crunch, that even one of the guys said that with more and more people getting involved, like my vision for the game was ultimately lost. And basically just talking about how like these devs who made this great game with golf story and trying to follow it up with sports story just ultimately got shafted because of people above them. 
So it, it's just go go read into it. All right, if you're listening to this right, go read into it. It's a very interesting little story. Uh, one little tidbit that came out that I thought was kind of neat was Rise of the Ronin development has reached its climax. The director said so. So that's actually pretty cool because it kind of tells us that the game may come out sooner than anticipated. I don't think it'll be a 2023 title. I think 2024 is more is more likely. But you know, with you know just kind of hearing that it's reached its climax, maybe early 2024. So that'd be really cool. That was a game that was revealed recently at the PS5 showcase that uh, personally caught my interest i think it caught yours as well john i'm not i don't remember for sure though uh but rise of the ronin is one to keep a lookout for it, it caught one of you guys' interest with me but i don't remember which one i'm gonna be honest i don't remember what it is i don't remember what it is but it very likely could have caught my interest okay uh, and then next up, uh, Konami Vet and Metal Gear Solid producer recently said that 2023 is it will be a year of many announcements, including something long awaited, which is probably just like X3. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe the, the collection getting ported up to current consoles or maybe nah. the Snake Eater remake that we've heard so much about. Getting a new Metal Gear. Yeah, just a new Metal Gear. Nah. I don't know. I doubt that, too. Yeah, me too. But either way, I wanted to throw it out there, kind of put it in people's brains here. And lastly, apparently Redfall has been internally delayed again. Oof. Apparently it was projected for March originally. Now they're thinking May. Which, which if that's the case, that actually brings a big question on when Starfield coming out. Because I thought Starfield was going to maybe hit like May. But now Starfield may do it. It would be very interesting to me if Starfield got hit with a full year delay. And it just comes out next November again. But it's not on the road. I mean, I'm okay with it. Let's make the game. Like, like I said before, this game literally needs to be a success, uh, a smashing success, or it's a failure, like up front. If it's not an overwhelming success, I, this game, they're going to view this game as a failure, in, in my opinion, with with the amount of hype that's generated around it, the amount of hype they're generating. You know, they're they're the ones pushing this hype. It's like, oh, it's our first game with our brand new engine that we've wanted to, you know, we want to make this game for like ten plus years. You know, like there's so much build around it by them that if this game isn't a smashing success, they're probably viewing it as a failure. We just need a new, a Fallout New Vegas. That's true. Hey, Obsidian, you know, Obsidian and Bethesda under the same umbrella. That is possible. We've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. That this could happen. But that's it for the weekly wrap-up this week. Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up the show now. Uh, boys, any last thoughts on anything that we chat about here today? No. Okay. All right, let me hit the music. I guess there is one thing huh? I wanted to okay. just throw out. I know you hate it, John, but you don't want to do a playthrough of Wulong when it comes out? God damn it. <laughs> It's going to be on Game Pass. Probably. Probably. I'm pretty sure you can pre-install it. If it's on Game Pass, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be pissed off the whole time. I mean, time. I know you are. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be fucking useless. But I'll do it. <laughs> yes. Also, I don't know if I shout this out on a podcast or if it was just to you personally, but shout out to the one random guy that commented on a post that has oh, yeah. that had something involving Black Myth Wukong, and his comment was just completely trashing the game because and he played the Wulong demo. Yeah, and he mixed up the <laughs> yeah, games. He's like, "Yeah, everyone's got you know so hyped about this game for like game of the year, but I you know the demo came out recently. I thought the demo was complete and fucking garbage and blah blah blah." And everyone's replying like, "Bro, you're talking about Wulong. You're not. That's not Black Myth. <laughs> like, what are you what are you on about?" That guy was high as fuck, dude. He was. I'm pumped for Black Myth. We'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about that next week. All right. Hit the music last thoughts. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this live and you're not subscribed to us, I don't know how you got here, but if you can hit subscribe, it'd be nice. And you can also hit up the Game Static YouTube and subscribe there so something happens for that channel. Thank you. Bye. Alright, do everything he said and more. If you made it to the end, thank you very much. And if you're watching this at a later date, well, 
come check us out on uh, Saturdays at about 6 p.m. Central Time. That's usually when we're live. And hopefully you'll come back and see us at some point. And then, of course, you know, make sure to check out our year-end video coming out tomorrow on Sunday, uh, January 1st, where we go over just kind of a recap of everything that was in uh, 2022, as well as look ahead for what is going to come in 2023. Because there's a lot to get excited for, not only with this show, but the other shows. And there, there's, there's so much to talk about, honestly. Uh, thank you so much for all the support throughout 2022. None of this would be possible without you. Uh, with that said, until next time, guys, have a good one. See you.